Welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. My name is Marley. Today's guest is Cindy Joseph. Cindy began her career in fashion as a makeup artist and then, at the age of 49, was asked to step onto the other side of the camera. She's now a model for Ford Models, Inc. and has started Boom, a cosmetic line for women of every age. I spoke with Cindy recently about her modeling, makeup, and age-defying beauty, but of course we also talked about Cindy's name. I'm looking forward to talking with you about your modeling career and your line of beauty products, but I thought, if you don't mind, I would like to start at the beginning and ask what your parents named you when you were born. They named me Cindy Gay Miller. What did you think of that name? Well, as I was growing up, to me, it was just my name. Yeah. Um, I didn't think of it one way or the other. I didn't, you know, it was just my name. Did they tell you why they um, picked Cindy? Then I learned. Well, they liked the name, and it was the one name they agreed upon. My mother had come up with a few names that my father hated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> one of them was Penelope. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How do you go from Penelope to Cindy? But that's what they did. She also liked the name Gretchen. Now, my mother's name is Gertrude, so that should probably give you a clue. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they decided on Cindy, and later in life, when I realized that it was a contraction of the name Cynthia, I asked them, why didn't you call me Cynthia? And they said, because we didn't want that name. We didn't like that name. We knew we were going to call you Cindy, so we figured, let's just put that on the birth certificate. Do you wish you could have been so, Cynthia? No, definitely not. But as time went by, and I went through my little, you know, adolescent son with, you know, dreaming about being this and being that and being this person and that person. For some reason, I fell in love with the name Bobby. Mm. And I wanted my name to be Bobby. So I went off to Girl Scout camp for two weeks where nobody knew me and nobody knew my name. So I decided to tell them all my name was Bobby. <laughs> and I had so much fun being Bobby until I was out in the middle of the pond swimming and all of a sudden I hear somebody yell, Cindy, and I turn around and then I kind of look in horror, realizing they've been screaming Bobby for about five minutes, and I never responded. Oh. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah, my name's Cindy, and went back to Cindy. <laughs> That's a so problem funny. with a new name. You have to learn to respond to it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then I went through this period where I thought, how could I be a grandmother? What grandmother is called Cindy? Grandma Cindy? Yeah. I thought of Cindy as a little girl's name and not a woman's name. Mm -hmm. It sounded so young to me, and it's a very 50s name. You know, Cindy, Kathy, Debbie, Lisa, uh -huh. those are all the, the names from the 50s. And now I am at the age of a grandmother. My kids, my own children do not have children yet, um, and I have no problem with the idea of them calling you Grandma Cindy. In fact, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so, so did you change your last name for marriage then? Yeah, when I got married, um, you know, I was a California flower child and a rebel and certainly did not take my husband's name because I thought it was proper. I liked the last name Joseph better than the last name Miller, just mm. the way it sounded. And I also thought, if we're going to have kids, it would be really nice if their mom and dad had the same last name. I had no, uh, what's the word, like, 
I didn't think that just taking somebody else's last name was going to, I was giving up my freedom as a woman. Mm-hmm. It was my choice, and I liked the choice, and I'm still very happy with it. It's a nice name. I always wonder when somebody has a name that's um, the first name and the last name are both considered first names. I think that's interesting. Yes, yes, and my ex-husband's first name was Leonard, which is also used as a last name, so he had two first names and two last names, which was interesting. That is very interesting. I am so fascinated by what you're doing because all of these things that are, all these memories I have that are being triggered, I would have never thought of. Well, I I just wouldn't have thought that all of this would come out from somebody asking me about my name. It's really fun. That's what I really like about talking to people about their names is that... um, like you say, I mean, it's like kind of a, a different part of somebody. It's like it's like talking to somebody about what they do, but coming from a different angle. Mm, it's very, very fun. Yeah. I have a really funny story about what happened when I went to Paris and got a checking account. Tell me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I go to the bank and sit down and do all the proper bureaucratic stuff. And uh-huh. uh, a couple weeks later, my checks show up in the mail. And my name is Monsieur Gay. Jose. (laughs) And after we cracked up and analyzed it, we realized that they take the last name and make it the first name. Then they add your middle name and they only write down three letters of your first name. And when they saw the name Joseph, they must have thought I was a man and it was my first name. So... They thought my middle name was my last name. Anyway, they they completely convoluted it and turned me into Monsieur Gay Jose. <laughs> if you ever need an alias. <laughs> oh, I love it. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> you can say my name is Cindy, but my close friends call me Jose. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I definitely have lots of nicknames. Yeah, a lot of people call me CJ. Um, just because it's quick and it's simple and it's friendly, and I like that. And I also have a really funny nickname that I've used as my email address and all kinds of different things that my agent, when I was a makeup artist, used to call me. CJ Wawa. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you come up with that? Oh, she, I mean, she was just a nut. She's so much fun, great sense of humor. And she had told me this crazy story something that had happened in her past, and it was really funny. And then she would call me up, and she would say, Wawa, and then we would laugh because it would remind us of the story. And then we'd go on and have our conversation. And one day she sent me a fax, and she started it with CJ Wawa. (laughs) And that was it. A name was born. (laughs) She either calls me Wawa or CJ or CJ Wawa. It's really so funny. I love it. My dad's <laughs> yeah. name was um, Clarence Joe, which he hated the name Clarence, so he went by CJ as well. So I like that oh, name. Oh, CJ. Cool. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know how you came to even came to this idea of asking people about their names and how long have you been doing it and everything. Well, I started out with the typical interest in names like every girl. <clears throat> you know how you sit in high school with your friends and write down ideas of things you might name your kid someday. But sure. then 
Um, my, nom, my mom named me Marilyn when I was born, and I just, um, I, I can't say that I never liked the name, but for the most part, I, I, I could say that. <laughs> I never liked the name. I, I like it on other people just fine. It just never fit me. And then um, someone gave me the nickname Marley when I was in uh, college, and I loved it, and it just fit me. And I kind of did like what you did. I, I started trying it on with new people. I would have them call me Marley and uh, so then I just eventually legally changed it <laughs> and I love oh, it. And great. so that kind of got me wondering like, why is it okay for someone to change their, their last name when they get married? Like some external event can happen in your life and it's okay to change your name. But I met with a lot of, um, people who didn't approve of changing a first name and uh, people would just say to me, I'm just not going to call you that. Wow. So that's, that's an interesting reaction. I, I, you know, I live in the Midwest, so <laughs> maybe part of it. I had family members, friends. I had a, a colleague call me and tell me it was a huge mistake. It was it was a very interesting experience to go through. That is totally fascinating. Yeah, it was a that people would not call you the name that you say this is my name. This yeah. is what you call me. <laughs> yes. It was a great growth experience for me because I'm not the kind of person who typically would ask you to do something I knew you were uncomfortable with. So for me to learn to stand up for myself like that, it, it felt really, it was almost a spiritual journey for me. It was very good. Absolutely. I had a friend I was very close to in grade school and high school and as a young adult, and she had a very, very simple name like Lisa Smith, uh -huh. and she changed it to this very long, complicated my friend, I'm not going to say her name because okay. I want to, you know, protect her privacy. But yeah. when she gave me her name, it's three words: first, middle name, and last. But she she had her own personal reasons, and they were very spiritual and very important to her. She was divorcing her family basically mm. and creating a persona that she felt connected to and. As difficult as it was to call her that because I grew up with her, it's like having your sister change your name. Yeah. I did everything I could to bite my tongue when I started to say her old name and remind myself and then say her new name. That is what she chose, and that was a huge, huge event for her. Did it eventually become easier for you? Yes, definitely. And don't you think there's something... Um... I don't know. It's like a gift to get to know somebody over again. Yeah. yeah. You get to know somebody deeper in a new way or they reveal something to you that you never knew about. Mm -hmm. It's like a little secret or something. I think it's wonderful. She obviously had much more to herself that she wanted to come out than this plain named person that she was. Yeah. Well, I had the most difficult time naming my son when he was born because... I, every name I ever thought of or ever heard belonged to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, in the 60s when people were naming their kids some pretty wild things. <laughs> and the famous one is uh, Frank Zappa naming his kids. We all know those. And yeah. uh, I was uh, living on a ranch. My husband and I were caretaking a ranch. And... Uh, there was a horse there named Foley, <laughs> and we had never heard the name before. It was brand new, and we ended up naming our son that. Say it again. And 
B-O-L-E-Y. And when he got to junior high school, he shortened it to Bo, and that is his name now, B-O. And when my daughter was born, we let my son name her because we had heard that the oldest child, you know, sort of feels left out when the new baby's born and everybody's cooing and, you know, going gaga over the newborn baby. So we thought we would give him a place of honor and allow him to name her. And, of course, after we decided that, we thought, oh, Lord, we hope, you know, he doesn't name her Big Bird or (laughs) (laughs) Snuffleupagus. And he ended up naming her Julia, which we thought was such a beautiful, sweet name. Did you ever ask him where he came up with that name? Yes, he used to watch. It was actually from a kid's show. Um, It was called Electric Company. Yeah. And uh, one of the little girls on the show, I guess he really liked her. Her name is Julia. Well, he did well. Isn't that sweet? (laughs) I like that so much more, too, because I I hear a lot about people who name their kids nowadays, and they just pick a book. It almost feels more like a a logo for the family than it feels like a name for the child. Oh, that's interesting. Having a story around a name, I think, is just wonderful. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. So speaking of names, I noticed in your modeling career, you've worked with some very big names, Elizabeth Arden and Banana Republic. Yes. Yes, I have been very, very lucky. It's been an absolute blast. It's been such an honor to represent women of the baby boomer generation. It's been inspiring. It's been fascinating. And so far, it's, uh, it's just brought wonderful things to my life. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. And and before your modeling career, I read that you were a makeup artist? Yes, I was a makeup artist for 25 years, and I was making up all the models. Wow. And never imagined in a million years that I would be in front of the camera instead of behind the camera. It was a very interesting day when it happened, because I've always talked about how great aging is and getting older I just feel like life gets better and better mm-hmm. and this whole bad rap that we hear growing up about age being bad is a lie and I was experiencing the antithesis of that yet I did cover my silver hair for about six years mm. and one day I heard myself speaking about my age and how I'm feeling healthier and happier and sexier and wiser than ever, and then I realized I was being pretty hypocritical by hiding my the look of my age with my actual age. So I threw the bottle of dye away, and the day I was approached on the street was the day I cut off the last bit of color. Wow. Yeah, so it was like the universe was saying, you go, girl. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you were approached on the street by a modeling agency? Uh, actually by a casting agent who was looking for somebody for a campaign for Dolce & Gabbana. And I, of course, thought it was a joke because having been in the business 25 years, I just thought, you know, a bunch of people I knew were doing a shoot down the street and saw me and said, hey, let's play a trick on her. (laughs) And uh, there was a confusing moment there for a minute between me and the casting agent. And then I said, sure, take my picture. And I ended up doing the campaign and that that uh, launched a modeling career that's now been going strong for 11 years. 
you know, do you, I'm just curious, do you ever feel self-conscious in front of the camera? Like, I, my husband, I can't even get, let him take a picture of me, just a snapshot. I can't imagine posing in front of a camera. Well, that's a very interesting subject. I discovered when I was, I was very young when I got married, and my husband was too, and he was teaching himself photography. So every time I turned around, he had a camera in my face. And I was like, now, hang on, hang on, wait, wait, wait. You know, because I wanted to look good. I wanted to look good. So I was very self-conscious. So I would do these, like, contorted, like, uncomfortable, like, things, thinking that it was going to make me look good. And I was the least photogenic person. I never looked like myself. It was ridiculous. And I couldn't figure out why. And I'd say, wait, let me put some makeup on or do my hair or change my clothes. And then after a while, I just gave up. It's like, you know what? Every time I turn around, he's got this camera in my face. If I'm doing the dishes, if I'm, you know, been in my pajamas all day, and I just stopped caring. And all of a sudden, the picture started looking kind of good. It was like, oh. oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. And then I realized what being photogenic is, is just not caring. Just being yourself and having a good time. At that age, there was no way I could have modeled because I was so self-conscious. But I started my career at age 49. I was past all that. It's like, what you see is what you get. If you like it, great. And if you don't, well, then don't take a picture of me. <laughs> That's a good and motto. And I did. Yeah, and I'd also been around it for 25 years, so I kind of knew what the deal was. And uh, so I just go in and I, and I realize my job is to have a good time. That's really what they're paying me for, is to get out in front of that camera and just feel good about myself and life and everything that's going on. So it's kind of neat. I get paid for feeling good. <laughs> that's great. What yeah. What about that outer beauty that you have, though? I mean, do you have any secrets, like a, a special diet or sleep? You know, I think a big part of what we look like, a huge part of it is just our genetics. And then the rest is up to us and what we do with it. And I have always tried to honor my, what feels right to me, to listen to my deeper intuition and go in the direction that is the best for me. And I think that that's very different for every individual. I think you have to honor yourself. I have definitely put a major amount of attention on health and well-being, both psychologically and well, it's physically. Since I was 18 years old, I was fascinated by health and well-being, and not only did I do my own kind of informal studies into nutrition and fitness, um, I also realized that holistic health, in other words, your emotional and your psychological health was part of it. Mm. And so I've always go gone in that direction. And I also finally realized that it's a very individual thing. What feels best and is the healthiest for me may not be for the next guy. And it took me a lot of years to finally understand that. So it sounds like so, your prescription would be to know yourself and what works well for you. Yeah, experiment, try different things. And a big part of it is paying attention. I know when I'm not conscious, when I'm eating, when I'm speaking, when I'm 
exercising, it, it's not as nutritional for me as when I slow down and pay attention, do it with consciousness. But one of the key things I have taken is that women are pleasure-oriented creatures. <laughs> Sign me up and, for that. <laughs> yeah, but we live in a goal-oriented but sometimes it feels like a square page in a round hole. And for many years, I was trying to be success and goal-oriented, which is a little, it's more of a male function. Mm -hmm. Now, women can be that way if it's their pleasure, but we mm -hmm. can change our mind at the drop of a hat. So we're awful, oftentimes labeled scatterbrained, unable to focus, uh, changing our minds too much. And I wanted to taste something different every year. You know, I'm going to try playing guitar this year and dancing next year. And now I want to do this and now I want to do that. And I often worried about what I was going to do as a career because I couldn't stick to anything. I couldn't focus and stay, you know, on it. And I noticed whenever I just did what felt good, what was fun and what was pleasurable, I ended up being successful. Mm. I liked relating with women. I liked doing their makeup. I liked working with photographers. So I just did it because it was fun, and it ended up creating an absolutely successful career. And now it's taking me on to designing a cosmetic line. And how exciting. So, I, I saw that, yeah. boom, your skin product line was recommended by New York Times in their gift guide. Yes. <sighs> Excellent. Yes. This year. And it, I'm getting a lot of press right now. It's very exciting. The testimonials are pouring in from all the customers. And women are really appreciating not only a line of cosmetics, and literally the line is three products which is one of the reasons I designed it, because we don't need 12 different moisturizers for 12 different parts of our body. We don't need a lipstick and an eyeshadow and a blush and all that. After doing makeup for 25 years and being a woman my entire life, you can take your lipstick and put it on your cheeks and you can put it on your eyes and just use the same color for everything. And, you know, it's it's simple, it's easy to use, it's in like a chubby little tube that's kind of like a large lipstick shape, so it's real easy to put on your lips and your eyes and everything. One for moisture, one for color, and one for glamour, and that's it, you call it a day. So one of the things is it's very simple, very convenient, and it kind of takes the mystery out of all the cosmetics. And the other thing is it's pro-age, it is not anti-age. There is no reason to feel bad about how old you are if you're 25 years old or you're 105 years old. Age is righteous and real and beautiful, and I say embrace it and just make it look spectacular. And then everybody will want to be whatever age you are because it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, you know, it's about looking happy. I mean, you put on a little boomstick color and boomstick glimmer and a little moisturizer, your skin looks radiant, and it looks like you already look when you're happy. So you know what I have to ask you, Cindy? I have to ask you, where did you come up with the name Boom? <laughs> well, Boom is the sound of a revolution, and this is a pro-age, 
unbelievable beauty revolution. This is really about women standing up and saying, I am gorgeous just as I am. I don't need to look like the girl in the cover of that magazine or the lady in that movie. I can look like me and be beautiful exactly as I am with my features. This makeup is not about concealing and covering and altering and changing. This is about when a woman is having a really good time, when she is at the height of pleasure, it could be romance, it could be dancing, it could be laughing. Her skin revs up with color, and her cheeks flush, and her lips flush, and her eyes flush. And she, she becomes dewy, and there's this radiance that happens to a woman's skin when she is experiencing pleasure. And that's what the boomsticks do. It's really, really fun. It feels good. I love wearing it. And when I'm not wearing it, I don't feel like, oh, my God, nobody's going to recognize me. They're going to think I look terrible because I don't have my makeup on. It's like, oh, okay, this is just the less rev version of me. Ah, that makes sense. So, in other words, it, it accentuates what you already have, but that way you don't look, you know, like Frankenstein exactly. without it. <laughs> Exactly. It's kind of like, wow, you don't have any makeup on, but you look so good. Did you fall in love? What's going on? You look so radiant. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I was just thinking I had a meeting with someone this morning that is newly in love, and you could just see her beaming. I think there, there's some symptoms of a woman in love. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I would sit around the photo studios with, you know, five of who, who society thinks are the most beautiful women in the world. And maybe that day, you know, Jane was, you know, kind of bummed out about something going on in her life. And then the other one was a little bit bored and had a bad attitude. And then the other one just looked ravishing. And it's like, wait a minute, they're all ravishing. They all have beautiful skin, beautiful features, shiny hair, gorgeous bodies. Why is it that one is looking way more attractive than the other one today? Hmm. Oh, she's happy. She's drinking up joy in life. She's having a good time. She's feeling good about herself. So what's going on here? Yeah. What? There's a sparkle. There's a radiance to her. And then, of course, you know, two months later, maybe she's not looking as radiant as the other one. So I noticed that when women are really having fun is when they're attractive. It doesn't matter what shape their body is or what size their nose is. It's really how much joy they're experiencing in the moment that makes them so attractive. I love it. Let's sign up for some joy. <laughs> this is the season for exactly. that, too. Yeah, and attraction means drawing towards. You know, there's a magnet there, and all people want to feel good and have a good time. So when we see somebody having a good time, we want to get next to them. Yeah. We want some of that joy and fun to rub, up, rub off on us. That's right. Cindy, you have a, a blog on Experience Life magazine, and it's called Just Cindy. What's that been like yes. for you? It's been so much fun. First, it was terrifying because I'm writing for a magazine that I really respect and for an editor that I think is just a magnificent writer. And I was a little intimidated at first, and they have been so supportive and so wonderful, and their editors are so brilliant. Mm. Uh, really helping me keep my voice 
and articulating my thoughts and my ideas as well as I can. And it's been it's been going strong for a couple years now, and it's just gotten more fun and definitely easier. And it's it's just such a pleasure to have a platform to write about these things, to write about my viewpoints that you know obviously are important to me, and you kind of put them out there and find out if they matter to anybody else. And the response has just been really exciting, very inspiring. Well, and that connection with the people who read your blog, I, I think it's always fun, too. Yeah, most definitely. It's really the connection that turns me on. It's when I get a comment, it's like, oh, oh, somebody read it, somebody heard me, somebody's out there. And even with my cosmetic line, it's almost like I created this line of cosmetics to connect with other women. Hmm. It's like it's like this club has formed, and it's the pro-age club. It's the real beauty club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could pick any name for just one day, what would you pick? Abigail. Abigail. <laughs> what makes you choose that I, name? Oh, I, I actually, I love that name. It's just, there's something about the name Abigail. It's just... It's a little goofy. It's a little uh, old-fashioned, but there's also something kind of kooky and daring about it. It's like to dare to just say, yep, my name's Abigail. It's like, you go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read the John Adams book? No. You know, John Adams' wife is, is Abigail. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, it's a beautiful book. It's like this this series of letters between John and his wife. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, I I will definitely check that one out. I'll send you a link with the the name of the book and who it's by. It's a like I say, it's a famous historical writer, and uh, it's he writes based on you know these historical documents that he's found about real people. So it's amazing. That book in particular. that, That sounds very fun. Abigail, it's funny. I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. And do you think your name has had any impact on your life for you? It helped or hindered? To tell you the truth, I, I don't know. Okay. Can I, you mind if I read something to you? No, not so, at all. I have this book, and I love this book. It's called The Secret Universe of Names. And he did some some research on the sounds that our names are comprised of. And basically, we have psychological responses to certain sounds and so therefore your name can have an impact on your development and so this is his theory so here's what he says about the name Cindy Cindy's can be as stubborn as two-year-olds on occasion but the most annoying thing about them is their tendency to be so damned agreeable (laughs) I like that it says um, they have a lot of inner tranquility and spiritual relationships in their life. They are known uh, to be non-judgmental, uh, capable of unconditional support. They aren't motivated by power, uh, but they get satisfaction from doing a job well done. They like to have their work environments well organized. They like to have their ducks in a row. And then they're likely to be, the, only once they get things well organized, he says, are they, they able to be as productive as they want to be. They are meticulous in their approach to their professional lives. Uh, They have a tendency to vacillate when it comes to choosing their career paths, which I think is interesting you mentioned that. Some Cindy's will drift for years in meaningless jobs before deciding on a particular career. 
So he says, if you accuse uh, your Cindy friend of laziness, you can rest assured that uh, they're simply taking time to ponder their future. That's that is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I connect with all of it. There's something about the what he says, the psychological impact of certain certain letters in our vocabulary. That is really interesting. Well, when you said stubborn as a two-year-old, and then have to have your ducks in a row and your work environment very organized, that is those two things, definitely. And well, and also, like you had mentioned, he, trying different things out throughout your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was younger, feeling like I had to pick this career and I just couldn't decide because I like so many things, I love so many things, I'm so enthusiastic. And which, what direction do I go? What do I do? And yeah. And I, I, I've always considered myself a late bloomer. You know, it's taken me a while to come around in different areas of my life, and uh, fascinating. But it all worked out in the end for you, it seems like. It's like it, everything moved together to bring you at this moment. Yeah. So in that sense, I think maybe maybe your name was a part of that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Isn't that something? What is the name of that book? It's called The, the Secret, Secret Universe Life. of Names. It's by Roy Feinson, and his last name is spelled F-E-I-N-S-O-N. I have to get it. It That's is a so great fun. book. Yeah, I love it. Yes, well, well, I've always been interested in things like astrology and numerology and the I Ching. I mean, uh, tarot. You know, whatever you can gather fun information about yourself and your friends. It's always fun. Yeah, <laughs> this is great at a party. <laughs> Get this book out and start reading people's names to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> great. Well, that concludes my interview for today. I have had a wonderful time talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Such thank a pleasure to meet you. Well, I, I wish you the very best, Cindy. Well, thank you so, so much. And thank I'm you, delighted that you're doing this. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Thanks to Cindy Joseph, makeup artist turned supermodel, for talking to me today about ageless beauty and, of course, her name. You can learn more about Cindy Joseph on the Namely Marley site at namelymarley.com. That's it for today's podcast. This is Marley, and I thank you for joining me here today. Stay tuned for more fresh and fun name interviews in the future.